Welcome back to The Risk Report. This is episode number 79. Today is March 3rd, 2022. March 3rd. Tomorrow is my birthday, March 4th. Turning 28. And um, yeah, there's been a lot of things happening recently where I've just really, you know, am stepping into a new chapter in my life. You know, um, a lot of pivotal, pivotal changes. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about them today. (laughs) I'm signing back in. We're going to talk about them. Um, I adopted a cat, right? I adopted a new little kitten, seven months old, named him Odin. Um, he's a street cat. Something must have happened, a fight or something. And, uh, his, his face was a little roughed up. He had to get his eye removed. From an infection in his eye. So the name Odin is very fitting. Um, and he's cool, man. He's such a sweetheart. He really is such a sweetheart. Um, I think once I took him in and brought him here and he got acclimated, he realized, like, oh, this is, this is fucking tight. This is a cool spot. This guy's cool. I'm going to be sweet. <laughs> he's got a good... Uh, Good soul to him. He's he's kind hearted. Um, I I also got some bad news that I my grandfather passed away yesterday, March second. Um, and that's some sad news. You know, that's not that's never easy. Um, this one's a little different, right? This death is a little different. Uh, these last few weeks, he's been sick, so we've kind of had it in our mind and um you know at the school i work at it's catholic and uh we got mass and stuff and every mass i've just been thinking about him and praying for him and when i pray i was just praying for like a smooth transition a painless transition the proper transition you know and um seems like that's what he had yesterday everybody praying for him yesterday was ash wednesday as well Right, so we had mass. We used to have them on Fridays. We had them yesterday on fucking Wednesday, and uh, you know they put the cross on you and shit. And um, yeah, just thinking about him. It's different because he was the elder, right? He was he made it to a hundred years old, right? In the game of life, he won. <laughs> he fucking made it a hundred years old. I lived too many, really, <clears throat> and you know. He always, like these past like 10 years, I want to say, he was always throwing it out there like, I'm old, I'm ready to go, you know? That was his demeanor and, and what he said and stuff. And and I get that. I understand that. Imagine being so old and outliving everybody and and then just not doing what you were doing when you were 20, 30, 40, 50, right? Um, I'm sure that weighs on you. And then you kind of just start looking forward to <laughs> to what's next. 
because it's part of life. So, you know, in a sense, I'm very sad. In a sense, I'm also, you know, glad that he has transitioned and that he's no longer suffering. You know, these last few weeks, he was not doing well. He was not doing well. He was going through it. And, um, man, imagine. I, I always think about him. I always admired him. You know, I always admire him. And he, um, when I was born, my parents, they had to work all the time. So he was watching me. Him and my grandma were watching me. Uh, my parents bought the house right next door to their house. I don't know if they bought it or rented it or whatever, but they bought it right next door to where my grandparents were living. So he just dropped me off there. You know, so many sleepovers, so many weekends where I would just get dropped off over there, right? And just fucking stay there for the week weekend and, you know, learn from my grandfather, you know, just how he was. And one thing very special that connected us these last few years um, was that he would share to me these poems, these Spanish poems, Spanish poetry, and he was such a smart fucking guy, and he was all there in his mind because, <clears throat> you know, 92, 95, 98 even, you could, you could talk to him, and he would, he would stop for a second. He'd start reciting old poems that he had read from over the years, word for word recite them. Tell you, uh, and then he'd get excited about a certain line, and he'd fucking, like, drop that bar, right? And so I don't even know if it was that I told him I made music and all, you know, because he's old. He's he's hard hard to hear and could barely see, right? He's got hundred year old eyes and hundred year old ears, so you gotta yell at him, right? So I never really thought like, oh, you know, I'm telling him I made music and this and that. No. But he shared with me his books, right? I have his books of these um Las Cien Mejores Poesias, right? It's so the the hundred best poems. And some of these poems are old as fuck. These poems are from like the 16, 17, 1800s and shit, right? I'm not even kidding you. This is an old ass book. I think the the most, you know, it seemed like the the latest time of those po- poetry books, those poems, was like 1940-something, right? So this is like an old ass book. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I don't know. That that kind of connected me even more, a little, a little more with him um, these last you know, this last decade or so, I would say, his mind, you know, his mind, getting to know him, not just as a kid, as as growing as an adult, getting to know this, you know, this elder of our family, this wise man, stubborn, right? And my, my family always talked about, God, he's so stubborn. He doesn't want help for anything. You know, we, we try to help him and, you know, the, 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 towards the end, it's like he, they have to, they feel like they have to baby him in a sense, right? Because you're so old, you fall, you could really fuck yourself up, any, anything, right? It was like, you gotta walk him into the fucking tub and he's getting pissed off because he's all there. It's like, I just, let me just fucking do it, you know? I've been doing it for a hundred years. I think I know how to do it, right? So he was stubborn. And um, I think that same tenacity is what kept him alive, man. That mind, that sharp mind. He would go out and take his walks. Um, and this was maybe four or five years ago. So he had to be around 96, 95, maybe. And he would go around the block. And not only would he go around, walk around the block and chill, he counted how many steps he took. He counted how many steps, how many blocks he hit 
and he could tell you how many blocks he walked over and how many steps were in each fucking block. I mean, that's some Rain Man shit, really. That is some insane, like, mental practice that he continued always. His mind was always going. I could fucking relate to that. My mind's always going, 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 going. You know? When I was born, my mom said I looked like him. I looked like a little old man. He was old my whole life, really. You know, growing up, he was old as fuck always. I'm 28, so he was he was 72. He was 72 when I was born. So to me, he's been this elder, this rock that we never really thought could go. He just kept going. We're like, oh, yeah, he's definitely making it to... 114. I thought he was going to hit 114, bro, to be honest with you. But, you know, when it's the time, it's the time. And fuck. It's scary, right? Scary. It's the unknown. But the man has lived. What more can you want? Right? What more can you want? He, He taught me how to be, you know, a classy guy. Right, I kind of aspire to be like that, and I, and there was similar interests. He likes the boxing. He liked the bike boxing and stuff. I remember growing up, he'd watch boxing, and I, you know, I, I love fighting and stuff like that. I love watching MMA and boxing and kickboxing, and it's like, you know, little similarities you get from your family. Um, things you get to know about them and about the world through them, you know. So, whatever he's off to. I hope he had a smooth transition and um, always think about him, you know, always did think about him anyways. He'd pop in my head all the time, but really, you know, just have it in my mind of my family, not just him, my family, you know, and doing right by them and making the most out of what I can do to, you know, give back to them in a sense. Or in a sense, show how grateful I am for them, you know? Um, But I ended up getting a cat on Saturday. Um, So we'll backtrack a little bit. So that's a life-changing moment. My grandfather passes, and and it's just another, you know, that kind of hit. Today I actually got a tattoo from uh, for my birthday, like a little early birthday gift to myself and I got a tattoo of this um, drawing I made of this uh, traditional Japanese mask but it's like split in half the mask and in in the middle of it is this uh, this flower right Um, and the guy was super cool at at Hellcat Tattoo Um, and he crushed it and he kept it all the same you know usually I take my drawings and and they kind of tweak things and they want to add things and stuff but he, he pretty much kept it how I had it um, so that was cool, and I got to talk to him about tattooing and stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, since my grandfather just passed yesterday, I wanted to do something to throw in there and maybe dedicate to him. So um, he was born in September 20th, so that makes him a uh, a Virgo. So I looked up the Virgo sign, and I put it on the mask, you know, and had that tatted in there. Um, this is a little tribute, you know. So always with me too. Um, so, but yeah, anyways, I got the cat, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Saturday rolls around. I'm about to go paint this wall right here. You know, you guys know I've been painting this wall for a fucking minute. 9,000 square foot building. Uh, I was finishing up the third wall. And um, just putting some touches. And I, I had finished anyways. And so I was going Saturday. And as I'm walking, I find a duck. Right? I see this little baby duck. Lost. No mom around. Nothing. He was by my car. And he's just kind of waddling. And he sees me. And then he waddles away. And starts waddling towards the fucking street. Where the cars are going. And I go over there. And I grab him. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what do I do with the duck? So I'm like walking around the lake and stuff that's around here. And I'm just like letting him chirp away. I'm walking him up to the ducks that I would see. And I'd like show them and they'd start hissing at him and shit. I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this duck? And so I bring him inside. I fucking put him in the bathtub. I get one of those plastic bins. I fill it with water. And I have another plastic bin with like towels and shit. And um, I mean, he was a little adorable little duckling dude it's a little baby animal right a little baby and um put it on instagram like yo found a duck what the fuck do i do i'm calling everybody you know this and this was like 9 30 in the morning so everybody i'm calling it's like nobody's picking up the wildlife sanctuary is not picking up the fucking petco is not picking up everything you can think of is not picking up and um luckily on instagram i got through with this one lady who recommended to just go to this sanctuary. And I just ended up going when they opened. And I brought him there. You know, I was maybe with him for like two hours or so. And I was like petting him and letting him swim around. And he was fucking adorable, right? It melted my heart. And uh, I took him there and, you know, dropped him off. And then when I left, I felt so terrible. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, all this time I've been talking about an animal wanting to find me and this and that. And like animal find me and I'll take him as a pet, you know, and boom, they gave me a fucking duck, right, the world gave me a duck, and I let him go, <laughs> and it's like, I'm in an apartment, what am I supposed to do, it's illegal to have ducks, I've never raised a fucking duck, right, be a lot, who do I take that to, wildlife vet, right, a duck, um, so all those scenarios were popping into my head, and uh, and I mean, you know, the duck even was like this little baby duck was even like jumping onto my uh, into my hands and stuff, and like you know, starting to take comfort with me. And so you started getting that little attachment. So when I dropped him off, I just felt horrible. Like, damn, maybe I let him down. Maybe I was supposed to keep him. And it got it into my head to just go to the adoption center, right? Go to the uh, check out some cats. And uh, checked out some cats for like a couple hours, really. <laughs> I was in like each room and feeling them out. And I met Odin. Right? His name wasn't Odin. His name was Ranger. <laughs> and here comes this, you know, cat with one eye. And at first it wasn't even like love at first sight type shit, right? It was, it was like, you know, I'd pet him. He'd kind of be skittish, but he was nice enough to let you pet him. And then, but you would make a move and he would be out, right? He'd go hide and, and go into his little cave. And so I was like, oh, maybe he doesn't like me, right? And uh, and then, boom, I'd go out again to the other rooms, check out cats, and see which ones to vibe with. And, um, you know, I started seeing a lot of people over there, like, looking at cats. And they would come over, and they would, like, kind of make comments when they would walk past his room, you know? Like, oh, right? And they would not go in there and stuff, I think, because of how he looked. And to me, I thought he looked so cool. You know, I thought he looks like so fucking badass, man. He's got this eye 
sewed shut and he's like this fucking he's got a clipped ear and he's just like a he's like a warrior right he's like this young little warrior little seven month old baby and um and then i was like you know what i'm gonna go back in there and i just went back in there and i kind of like had this talk with him i was like look man you know maybe you know you're gonna get used to me i gotta get used to you type situation but there's a commonality here somehow and um I was like, you can, I'm going to give you a great home. You're going to meet a lot of hot chicks. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give you lots of love. That I can assure you. And so I kind of let him know that. And, and uh, you know, same thing. He was just like in his little cave and I pet him and he was real nice. And I go out and I'm like talking to the lady. Like, I'm thinking maybe about adopting. I called my sister and I was like, I don't know. Should I do it? And she's like, fuck it, do it, do it. So I'm. I just went out to the lady and I was like, yeah, I'll adopt. It happened to even be a special day where like this organization had paid for half of the adoption fees. So it was even cheaper. And, uh, you know, it just worked out. And so maybe the duck was meant to open my heart enough. I I saved him. I gave him the possibility of being out in the wild again. Right. Took him to a place I could take way better care of him than I can. And maybe it open my heart enough and open my mind enough to just say fuck it and do it because I had been talking about it for a while and um, yeah I thought the name Odin was very fitting you know and he's starting to respond to it um, he's eating right now he's chilling but yeah he's starting to respond to it I've just been calling him you know Odin 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 good boy Odin you know Making sure he hears that sound and, and realizes that's the sound of calm or, or whatever, like hang out. The, song, uh, the sound that he could respond to. Come on, lighter. Um, yeah, man. A lot of changes. New chapter in my life. And I'm turning 28 tomorrow. And honestly, <clears throat> I feel like I'm hitting my prime. I got a feeling about that <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. I think just being up here and getting back in touch with who I am, in a sense, you know, not that I haven't been who I am, but, you know, when you're by yourself, you, it's only you. You know, and I didn't have this cat until now. So it's been at least two, three months, you know, almost three months where I didn't have a pet. I was alone. It's just me in here. Me and the fans listening. Um, but I'm excited. New chapter. And I think that I'm just hitting a new form of thinking and being within myself. Um, I think the music is reflecting it and it's going to reflect it. Um, the art, you know, I think I'm just getting way better at everything. Communicating, maybe not in this podcast. I'm fucking emotional and I and all this stuff. Right. And I just got blasted in the arm for an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I'm just getting, stepping into a new phase.
and it feels good. You know, I'm excited for it. It feels good. Um, yeah, man. It's interesting because I always talk about science. You know, I always talk about fucking science, man. And how things align and, you know, you can choose to see your signs or not, right? You can choose to see your signs or not. And I felt like I was seeing all these fucking signs through these animals, you know, whether it was me fucking, um, whether it was me finding that there's animals on the road or something like that with the duck, you know, just like I take those as like signs, man. You know, how am I supposed to walk away knowing that this little life form is in danger, right? This, this soul is in danger or how, you know, what, what really got me started to think again for fucking doing, um, for getting a pet was that I was driving home, not maybe what, this was what, two months ago, a month and a half ago, I was driving home and, um, and this particular day earlier, I had drawn, you know, I, I had got it into my head to draw these <clears throat> Greek myths, right? These Greek myths, uh, this book that I have of Greek mythology, and it has these cool, like, kind of woodcut, ink print drawings of these certain stories, you know, involving these Greek gods. And there's one that I happened to draw that day, and it was about... Chiron, Chiron, the, the ferryman. And he's basically the guy that would transfer the souls over in the Hades, right? In Hades, there was that river and he would transfer souls over safely to the other side and transition. And, um, and I drew this like skeleton version of him and it looked fucking tight, right? And, uh, and then later on that day, boom, cat dead on the road, I passed by. And as I pass by, you know, there's mad cars, mad traffic. He's in the middle of the road. Someone must have hit him earlier that day or something. It's fucking sad. And I pass by him and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, right? <clears throat> and I pull all the way in. And this was right by my house. And I pull all the way in to my place and park. <laughs> and then it's just like, I'm just sitting there in the car like fucking like, wow, man. I just saw that really. And I was like, man. You got to go back. You've got gloves in the car. You got to fucking move them. You can't just let them sit there, lay there, you know, and fucking get pummeled, right? And so I moved them over. I walked over to them through traffic, grabbed this fucking dead cat, you know, reminded me of my cat in a sense. It was gray, furry, and I was sad, man. It's sad. And I transferred him over to like the grass by this lake and just kind of pet his head and you know, said, said a little prayer to myself and fucking left. Right. And, um, I don't know. I find that weird. Right. I find it weird that I just get ideas and I just roll with it. And, and things like this fucking seem to happen to me where it's like, I looked at myself as that symbol right there, the transferring of the soul safely to the other side, you know, just weird shit like that. <laughs> Weird synchronicities and stuff, right? And yesterday was a, what Ash Wednesday. I've been thinking about my grandfather all these, all these weeks, these couple weeks, at least two, three masses. Happened to fall on March second, 
I don't even really know what it's about, right? Fasting and abstinence. Well, it's my birthday this weekend, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> None of that. Um, I don't know. On a holy day, I really just fucking prayed for them. Prayed for them, you know, as as they were doing this. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Yeah, that's what they said. Remember that you were dust, and to dust you shall return. Right? So, I just, I just find that shit interesting. These, these moments in my life where I think they totally mean something, you know, and I think it's just when you are able to tune in with yourself as you're, you know, you're all living your own lives. I can only express to you what I'm fucking going through. You might not listen, you know, you might not be seeing shit like that in your life, but you could in your own way. I think when people are in tune with who they're supposed to be and at least make the attempt to, to follow that, um, you'll be able to notice that shit. A lot of, you know, we're in a society where we fucking have so many people popping pills to deal with anxiety and stress and sadness and loneliness, right? When it's like those are normal human emotions that I think we all need to learn how to properly deal with, right? Rather than get on something that is supposed to make it easier i think it's just you're going to be a stronger person if you learn to cope with these things because it's all part of the journey of life you know <clears throat> but what do i know right <laughs> like i said i can only share my experiences and i've been doing that in this podcast whatever the fuck happens um I just go with it, right? Whatever, wherever my life has been pulling me towards and what I feel, <clears throat> that's what I follow. Now, I follow it logically to an extent, right? You got to be crazy enough to fucking go for it. But you got to also, I also logically break shit down, you know? I also do that within my life. Give Maybe maybe we all do, right? Give meaning. Sometimes maybe we give meaning too much to dumb shit, right? Thinking of an issue or a problem where it might not even necessarily be all that horrible, right? We see, I see the kids, you know, some of them really trip out over the little things and I'm like, hey, is this a big deal? Straight up, you know, second grade or third grade or something. They're freaking out about something. Somebody won't let them use colors and cry and I go up to them. I'm like, is this a big deal? Think about it. Is this really a big deal? You got to learn to calm, you know, be calm. Control your emotions a little bit. Think for a second. Is this really a big deal? Right? We got to learn to ask. But they won't give me. Okay, but we got to ask. You know, we got to ask, hey, here, watch this. And I'll go, hey, Johnny, can I use that? Um, You know, these they love this thing where it draws perfect circles, right? This little circle ruler. Can I use that when you're done? And I'll go, yes. I go, see, you don't just take things. You gotta, you gotta ask properly. <laughs> it's just a little example. But I do that shit all the time. I see people, you know, whether it's kids or adults or whatever, it's just, you know, put a lot of meaning on things 
regardless. It could be good or bad, you know. I just choose to put the meaning on these things that I see in life, right? That's what I do. Not like little problems. I try to think of little problems as little as possible, right? Daily stress, I get it. But after that, I ain't fucking taking it home, right? It's like you got to just start the day new. (laughs) Start the day new. Got tatted. Got a cat. Turning 28 tomorrow. Got homies coming down from Orlando. My homies that I grew up with. You know, I've known them since I was like 10, 12. Um, So it'll be cool. Be cool to show them this area, this new area that I'm at. And um, I'm going to play golf on the weekend. Well, we'll see. I just fucking tattooed my arm. So we'll see how much I golf, but maybe hit the driving range a couple balls or something. I'm going to go enjoy some time with Odin. And uh, I'll see you motherfuckers later. Peace.